What's good, everybody? Hope all is well with you. This is Devalian, and I am back. We are back with Scout Team Sports, and we are moving right along in this intense NFL season. Just got done with Super Wild Card Weekend, and now we are moving on getting ready for the divisional round of the 2022-2023 NFL season playoffs. Divisional round. And we have four games now down to four. Yes, it's getting toward the end. Sorry to say, but we got to get there because we got to see a champion. We got to see a winner who's going to win it all. Before we get to that, a couple of uh, house cleanings, uh, if you will. Uh, Ed Donatel, the defensive coordinator fired by um, Minnesota Vikings, and rightfully so because the defense was uh, second to dead last in uh, this season because of, uh, I mean, just their poor play uh, of the defense. And, uh, you know, more than likely the coach's head is going to roll before any players do or most players do. Uh, So he's gone. And then uh, the Buccaneers really cleaning house after losing to the Cowboys in the divisional round. I mean, the wild card round. And um, they're firing Byron Leftwich as well as um, they said eight other assistants are gone. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of bittersweet and weird because especially because, you know, most of the uh, minor uh, most of the assistants are minorities, uh, which they made an emphasis on uh, the year they won the Super Bowl uh, during the pandemic. Uh, now, most of those people are, are gone. Um, and it's like it's a shame for Byron Leftwich because he was offered the Jacksonville head coaching spot um, before Doug Peterson was. But he wanted to bring along his uh own gm and uh the jaguar said no so that's why he turned down the job because he wasn't allowed to bring his own gm in uh which you know plenty of other coaches were uh have been allowed to do uh in past times and in the league and it's like you know why can't he do it so um but now he's fired from uh the buccaneers and you know i think it's more for the you know most people say well it's not fair especially if he should have been given a, a shot at the head coaching job with tampa bay over todd bowles and i actually believe that he should have um but uh, i think there will be um some brighter days ahead for byron Leftwich. he deserves has earned let me say has earned a head coaching opportunity uh, and if he wants to bring along a certain GM, he should be allowed to do that, I believe. Um, but yeah, I think brighter days will be ahead for him. But yeah, we're going to get into these games in a divisional round. Uh, shout out to my subscribers, all those who are listening, whether you are uh, a constant or consistent listener or not. Even if you're listening for the first time, I do greatly appreciate you listening uh, and supporting. You could be uh, listening to any other podcast uh, regarding the NFL and you chose in mine. So I am uh, forever grateful for that. But we're getting into it again. This is n- we don't have that many games to go over. So this is not going to be fun in the sense of having to talk about less football but we're still getting into it we start off on the saturday games uh you have 
the fourth seeded Jaguars, and they come from behind victory down 27 0, come from behind to beat the Chargers uh, 31 to 30. And that's what the playoffs are all about. Uh, but just like I say, what do I always say about the Chargers? If I say it every year, it's always consistent. You got to respect consistency. All the talk from the talking heads about the Chargers got it. They got they got all the pieces. They're going to put it all together. They're going to make a run this year. They're the dark horse. And I think the Chargers are going to go to Super Bowl this year. I believe it when I see it. They are the epitome of I believe it when I see it. Everybody talks such a big game in the talking media uh for the chargers and they never deliver never deliver never deliver the most one of the most overhyped teams that in, in recent memory for me consistently overhyped let them produce something let them produce at least reaching an asc championship game before you start wanting to pin them as the dark horse the next year and then the next year they're the dark horse again and then the next year i think they make it all the way this time because they have all the pieces so what they got all the pieces can all the pieces stay healthy can they be coached the right way doesn't seem like it because there's no way they should have given up a 27 point lead i don't care if it is the jaguars mo for coming back in in football games you don't let that happen in the playoffs but nonetheless, Jaguars get the job done. Hats off to them. Hats off to Trevor Lawrence as a young quarterback getting it done. Now they go in against the Chiefs, a rested Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and uh, I, I like the Jaguars fighting hard in this game, but I think they come up just short. I don't see the Chiefs necessarily blowing out the Jaguars for the reason that I think the Jaguars even when they're down just like they did against the chargers they can come back and they can put up points in a hurry and i would really i really wouldn't put the chiefs defense that much higher than the chargers i would not put the chiefs defense that much higher than the chargers so if the jaguars can score uh and i, I again rankings rankings don't mean nearly as much to me as they do to other people uh and I, I see that, you know, even though it's technically the Chiefs defense is ranked 12, to me, they don't play like 12. So um, the Chiefs defense can be scored upon and scored upon uh, fairly decently, I would say. So uh, if the Jaguars can score on the Chargers, D, they can score on the Chiefs. D. Yes, they can. So it's just a matter of will Pat Mahomes and company, once they get a lead, and I'm pretty sure that they will, can they continue to put up points? I it, It's one of those things where I think offenses nowadays, they get complacent when, when they get a lead, a decent lead or a, a nice lead. Now, in the NFL, no lead is safe. You have to keep scoring. You can't just score one half, Las Vegas Raiders, and then decide not to score the entire second half and expect your defense to hold up the entire game. That's just not fair. This is the NFL, the most highly competitive. This is the, the best of the best when it comes to football. You cannot expect a defense, any defense, even the best defense that you can think of historically, to hold off a team for an entire half. If they do, great. But you can't, it's not fair to expect that. And you're expecting that when you come out in the second half and you don't play 
at all as an offense. You can't score anymore, and you're expecting the team to, your defense, to hold off the opposing team while you don't help out at all the rest of the game. So I think that the Chiefs will consistently score in this game, and that will be enough for them to win the football game. But they're not winning this game by a blowout, I don't believe. They're not blowing them out. I believe the Jaguars will score and score often, but I think it will be just too little too late in the end. And the Chiefs will hold on to win, I would say, by a field goal. I don't see this being more than a, you could go maybe a two-score game late uh, by like maybe nine or ten points. But I was fair. I would I would fair to say that this might be a still a one score game. But I'm gonna give it to the Chiefs just because they got a little bit more in the tank. They're rested, and uh, it's hard to beat Pat Mahomes. He's, Pat Mahomes is not Pat Mahomes for nothing, you know. Um, so it, it's gonna take uh, even greater effort to beat uh, the Chiefs than it did the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers for the Jaguars, and I think they'd come up just short. They come up just short. Because uh, if Pat Mahomes and company needs to get the ball in the end zone again or they need to get a field goal late in the game uh, after they put up a lot of points and then uh, their defense is giving up points and Jaguars are starting to make their famous comeback, uh, Pat Mahomes will put them away, I believe. I don't believe, especially with what they've uh, been experiencing with with upstart teams all of a sudden just coming up through the playoffs and beating them like the Bengals. Uh, I definitely think they want to be they, they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder in terms of making sure that they put teams away because that seems to be the Chiefs' M.O. for not winning in, in the playoffs is you have the lead and you can't put teams away. There's no way reason that they should have no excuse for them losing the AFC Championship game last year, uh, but that was because they had, they, and they had a large lead and they let it evaporate. So uh, I think they'll just hang on in this game. The Jaguars will get down and then the Jaguars will try to make their famous comeback. Uh, our infamous comeback, but I think it will be too little, too late, and I think I think the Chiefs will barely hang on to win this game. But yeah, picking the Chiefs over uh, the Jaguars, and then your other Saturday game is the other number one seed uh, that will be uh, the Giants at the Eagles. A, a well rested, I will say, Jalen Hurts. Even though I still don't think he should have played in that last playoff game, uh, a rested Jalen Hurts. Um, hopefully, with the bye week, will uh, his shoulder will be good to go. You know, the Giants are going to be coming after him. They're going to be blitzing. They're going to be trying to, even if they can't, even if he gets the ball off in a, you know, for a pass play, even if he gets the ball away or throws the ball, they still probably want to at least see if they can get a lick on him to weaken him. You know, as long as it's not too late of a hit, uh, they will try to weaken him and try to, you know, get him out of the game, so to speak, um, just so that that, you know, which greatly improves their chances. Uh, but Jalen Hurst, the main thing with this game is Jalen Hurst has to stay healthy throughout the game. He has to stay healthy. Uh, he can't take any major damage to the shoulder. Uh, and I think the Eagles would be just fine. And I'm looking for them to win this football game. With that week of rest, uh, yes, the Giants are coming in hot from being on the road and beating the Vikings, but there is a huge difference, a huge difference in what Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and company faced against the Vikings defense versus the Eagles defense. And they know that firsthand because they're in the same division, so it's not a surprise. 
so they are familiar with them this is a rubber match for them but again you go from beating the vikings team with the 31st ranked defense and of course just fired their defensive coordinator how bad they were defensively and now you go to uh the eagles one of the best defenses in the league and then as long as like i said jalen hurst is healthy he's got to Devonte smith and aj brown to throw to miles sanders running the football i think this will be a hard-fought victory the giants are going to put up a very good fight but i think the eagles come out on top with all guns blazing as long as jalen hurts stays healthy the running game will work off of that and he will work um his magic through the passing game to his two major weapons and dallas goddard um as well so um yeah i think that that will be just enough i see this as a close game as well but i think that will be just enough to hold on to a victory and the eagles get the win here neither one of these number one seeds to me is going to look like a dominant blowout team at all in this player in these playoffs i don't see it i don't see either one of these number one seeds looking like a dominant number one uh in any round if they do make it all the way uh, but yeah picking the eagles to win a close game over the giants that will conclude the first half of this podcast we got to take a break unfortunately real quick just because we only have two more to go and so i got to get a break in here but we'll be back on the other side this is scout team sports i am your host devalian be back in a minute scout team sports and we're right back in it on the other side of the break and we are here discussing the 2022-2023 NFL season we're into the playoffs the divisional round of the playoffs and we've got two more games to go on Sunday January 22nd we have the Bills hosting the Bengals and we have the uh, Niners hosting the Cowboys before we get to that shout out once again to my subscribers all of my listeners whether you're subscribed or not please continue to support this channel uh this podcast i do greatly appreciate it whichever uh, platform you're listening on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh, i'm available on all of those podcast breaker podcast addict uh, i am available on those as well so i do do greatly appreciate your listenership if you will and we're moving on to Bengals at bills this is the first game for sunday uh and it is fitting uh because of what happened with mr hamlin uh all due respect to him uh and rightfully so stopping the game but these two teams now meeting in the playoffs uh in the second round uh for a right to advance to the afc championship game i think is very fitting although i would have preferred that the bills had the number one seed and and the chiefs uh would be the number two and have to face the Bengals in this round um it is fitting because of the game having been stopped and neither team getting a win from that so now this win decides who moves on in the playoffs to the AFC championship game and who goes home so uh, this is a tough one because I see both offenses doing uh fairly well in this game um, and you would think like, you know, the Bills in their defense, um, albeit um, has, I would say talent wise, 
are more talented than the Bengals defense. I would say more talented than the Bengals defense. And yes, they are technically ranked number one. But if you watch the games and see what happens, it's not it's not that they don't play hard. It's just that sometimes it just it seems like teams just get over on them. And now look, Skyler Thompson should not have been able to lead the Dolphins to an almost a close loss against the Buffalo Bills. You're not even facing Tua. You're facing a backup quarterback, and they still still scored 31 points. Regardless if defense helped out with the points, regardless if special teams, whatever could possibly happen in the game, it shouldn't be that close. And if you allow the Bengals to get that close to you, they're probably going to take it away from you. That's the thing about the Bengals. You have to stomp and pounce on them before they pounce on you, and you have to stay on top of them because they are, if you're talking, you're thinking about a comeback team, they are probably more lethal than the Jaguars are. They're way more lethal than the Jaguars are. If you're talking about coming back, you have to put them away. You cannot, as a defense, a number one ranked defense, allow them to get close to you in scoring and then think that you're just going to hold them off. Oh, we can hold them off. Oh, yeah, we can. No, no, no. Even with a 29th ranked rushing attack. And the Bills' rushing and passing attack being way more balanced at 8th and ninth, respectively. And then it's just basically the passing game versus uh, of the Bengals. The Bengals are one of the most resilient teams in this league. They are one of the most resilient teams in this league. Uh, with that being said, uh, there is, to me, um, a fault of the Bengals, and that is their defense. I don't care what I see as far as the seventh ranked defense. When you look at this defense and how they play, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, I just talked about how the the Bills barely won a close game. Well, guess what? The Bengals won a close game too against a backup quarterback as well. So the Bills in the first round beat a backup quarterback with the Dolphins, barely. And then the Bengals beat a backup quarterback with the Ravens barely by one touchdown so uh w- that doesn't vote well for either defense especially now that both defenses will be going up against starting quarterbacks not backups and two of the best in the league respectively that votes for in my opinion this might be a rather high scoring game this might be a rather high scoring game so with that being said I would say who's going to get that final stop, which defense would be able to get the stop and seal the deal. I put that more on the Bills, even though uh, they've given up points with Von Miller leading the way and with the other uh, players that they have on defense, along with them fighting for their teammate, DeMar Hamlin. I think that's enough to get them over the hump. I think that's enough for them to win this football game, barely win this football game. This is going to be a close one. This is going to be a fight. This is going to be a knockdown, dragout fight. And to a certain extent, I don't like it because it seems like they might, one of these, whoever wins this game might not have anything left for the Chiefs. They might not. They might have to expend all their energy to win this football game, and they might not have anything left for the Chiefs. But I see the Bills winning a close game here. I see the Bills hanging on to win a close game because, number one, 
they get the lead because I don't put enough stock in the the Bengals defense. I do not trust them uh, in regards to, um, you know, if they get a lead and then they just hold on to it. Now, I don't see it. Not against the Bills offense. Definitely not against the Bills offense. I see the Bills defense giving up points, but I see them with a lead that they need to protect and they hang on barely in the end to win the game. I think this will be an exciting game. I think this will be a hard fought battle, but I am looking for the Bills uh, to win this football game just because their defense is better. Their defense is better, which means that uh, Joe Burrow is going to have a tougher time beating this Bills defense much tougher time than Josh Allen will have beating this Bengals defense when it comes to scoring and leading his team to victory. So I think it's a tougher job for Joe Burrow, not to say that he couldn't handle it, but when you have to deal with uh, Josh Allen on the other side, once he gets the ball beating your defense, and then on top of that, you don't have a rushing attack, so you know it's going to be pass, pass, pass all day uh, for Joe Burrow and no help from a running game at all. I don't think that bodes well for them because the Bills are going to and can and are going to run and pass the football. The Bengals pretty much is going to be pass all day. And they have great weapons at at wide receiver. But to me, if you don't have a balanced attack against the Bills and you get one dimensional, I think that plays into their hands. Yes, you can score touchdowns against them. But if it's the same thing over and over again and there's nothing different, I think that that does not play well for the Bengals. I think even with as good as their wide receivers are, as good as Jamar Chase is, that's not enough. That's not enough to beat this Bills defense when the game is on the line. You're going to need something else. You're going to need play action. You're going to need something else to beat the Bills when the game is on the line. And if it's just pass all the day, the whole game, that's not good enough. The Bills, like I said, on the other hand, should be able to run and pass the football, have a more balanced attack. They'll get a lead. It's going to be tough for the Bills defense, but I think they hang on to win this football game. And they win one for DeMar Hamlin. Um, Yeah, and and the Bills, like I said, I think that that extra energy from playing for their teammate uh, who is not able to play right now, I think also continues to propel them to victory. Um, And it just seems like that, with this game and then on top of that what happened last year uh i think the the bills are just looking at it as they got chips on their shoulder they got unfinished business they got a lot to fight for this these playoffs so uh again with no running game and a weaker defense not weak but weaker defense in the Bengals, i think that does them in because it's really just the Bengals passing game versus the bills more complete football team i just don't think it's enough this go around so i'm picking the buffalo bills to win at home over the Bengals. and your final game your final game of these divisional round playoffs you have the cowboys coming in and host uh coming into san francisco to face the niners although they don't play in san francisco technically Nonetheless, Niners hosting the Cowboys. In this one, in this one, you have two good defenses and you have two 
quarterbacks who one is playing out of his mind uh, in terms of being Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy and just showing poise um, like a somewhat like a veteran quarterback, um, albeit it was um, through the second half of the season and not much deep defenses don't have much tape on him. So it's hard to study him. They don't know what he's going to do. But on top of that, still showing poise, especially for being a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback, uh, probably not assuming that you were going to get to play at all this season. And then you're thrown in there uh, because two other quarterbacks go down in the season and you pick up where they left off and you haven't missed a beat. And they have such a great team around him. It's amazing. Um, and you would think that he's the weak link. But if you can just get to him, then you can sabotage, which you can uh, if if you were to be able to get to him and rattle him, then, yeah, that could do the Niners in. But even when they try to get to him, he's still making plays. Now, what I will say is he's made plays against decent teams in the, you know, the second half of the season, but he hasn't faced anybody that tough just yet defense wise. This is the first true test for Mr. Brock Purdy, in my opinion. The Seahawks' defense was not a test, in my opinion. I get how the game played. I get how they fought hard and how he looked. He looked very good. But this is an upgrade. And it's supposed to. Get, and I like that because it's supposed to get harder in the playoffs. You already know it's going to be hard for Dak Prescott going up against his 49ers D. You already know it's going to be tough for him. So it's going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough for that Cowboys offense. I do. I have my concerns about the Cowboys offense going up against this Niners D. I really do. Zeke and Tony Pollard have to be on point. They have to be fire and ice. They have to be thunder and lightning. It's got to work. Both of them have to be effective. Both of them have to be effective. The Cowboys need all guns blazing here. Pollard and Zeke need to be effective. Dak has to play a smart game. Yes, they look good against the Buccaneers, but you knew the Buccaneers were a weaker team. You knew that. So it's not surprising that they won, uh, number one. Two, you can't miss four extra points and beat the Niners. That's even if you get four touchdowns against the Niners, number one. like What was going on with that kicker? I don't know. I don't know. And they're saying that they're sticking with they're sticking with him, but yet they still brought in another kicker. You know how NFL teams do talking out of both sides of the neck. They're saying they're going to stick with him. They have the confidence in him. They're going to roll with him, and yet they go and get another kicker. <laughs> but if you miss four extra points, you have no gripe. You have no legitimate gripe against your team going and getting another kicker because four missed extra points. And that's if you do get four touchdowns against the Niners, that will lose you the game because I guarantee you the Niners are going to be able to score and you don't making your extra points will indeed lose you the game. The Cowboys cannot afford that. They've been majorly exposed, and it's, it, and it's embarrassing, but it's not something that, like I said, that they can't clean up. If he misses one field goal, see, you've already exposed yourself with four misses. I can see if you miss two, it wouldn't be a big deal. They're moving on. You miss four. If you miss one field goal within reasonable distance or you miss one extra point, I think he's done 
and they put in the backup kicker or they just go for two. You cannot take a chance like that and not getting any points when you could possibly just go ahead and go for two at the two-yard line and use fire and ice, thunder and lightning and get that thing in there. And then you got two points instead of one. So, um, yeah, that's one. So we get we got that one out of the way. My goodness, that was ugly. But when we get to the actual matchup, like I said, Dak is going to have a tough time, I think, against the Niners. D. So that running game of the Cowboys has to be on point. He has to be on. They have to be on point. Pollard and Zeke have to be on point. Dak has to make smart throws to C.D. Lamb and company. Smart throws. He may have to use his feet a little bit. Don't overdo it. But they just have to play a smart game on offense. Don't get crazy. And it's not that you can't take risks, but just make smart, calculated risks. And when it comes to, uh, when it comes to. The defense of the Cowboys, you know that where they're soft is in the running game. And so I'm looking for McCaffrey, if they're smart enough, not just the razzle-dazzle, if you will, with him and Debo, but running the football. That's where the Cowboys have been known to be soft, is in run defense. So if you get them in run defense then you have a very, in my opinion, legitimate way to beat them. But if you just try to go pass, pass, pass with Brock Purdy, I think that's going to be a problem. Not to say that Brock Purdy can't make the throws, not to say that he can't be play a smart, clean game, but if he doesn't have help from the 49ers running attack, that really puts him in a bad spot. That puts him in a bad spot. I think you have to keep the pressure off of him, even if he can handle the pressure, him passing all day to me is not going to work. It's one thing for him to be a game manager. It's one another thing for him the game to be put on his back if you're down late in the fourth quarter, because that's one thing he has not done yet. He's played from ahead. He hasn't played from behind yet in a crucial game. And the Niners have been shielding him from the rest of the Niners team has been shielding him from that from by their great play, but playing from behind late in the fourth quarter. In a crucial game against a tough defense, he hasn't done that yet. And if he gets in that situation, I think that that does the Niners in. And I think that's what's going to happen. Because I believe that Brock Purdy, like I said, has not faced a defense like this. I think the Niners are going to try to do too much razzle-dazzle on offense. And they're not going to run the football enough. And they're not going to expose the Cowboys' weakness. I think they're trying to—they're going to try to force Brock Purdy to try to beat this Cowboys' defense through the air, and I don't think that's smart, especially when you have a one-two combo. Uh, I mean, they're talking about—I said fire and ice, thunder and lightning for the Cowboys. I mean, McCaffrey and Debo—they could—I mean, I mean, who are they? Like, I mean, I mean. Iron Man and Captain America or something. I mean, man, like it doesn't get any better than that. But will they utilize them the right way? Will they utilize them the right way in the running game? So I'm thinking uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, running in between the tackles. You got Debo running jet sweeps and whatnot. Uh, But yeah, will the Niners uh, 
run the football enough or will they try to get real fancy or too fancy? And then I think that could do them in. Again, if the Cowboys are up late and it's on Brock Purdy to have to throw, 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 throw from behind, I don't think that bodes well for the Niners. Like I said, he hasn't been in that situation yet. So I don't really know what to expect from him against a tough defense. I didn't say unbeatable, but I said a tough defense, especially if you don't run the football and you have to pass all day because you're behind and you didn't run the football enough earlier in the game. It really depends on Shanahan and what his game plan is going to be. If he runs the ball early enough, early and often, then I say the Niners probably win this. But for some reason, when Shanahan gets in these big games, he just, I just, to me, he just goes, he goes, he goes a totally opposite way of playing it, playing it smart. And he wants to take all the risks and just go all out balls to the wall. And I don't think that's smart. I don't think that's smart. I think Shanahan and his, while he is an intelligent coach, I think him using his emotion and his ego and bypassing the smart thing to do in certain situations is going to do them in. That's what I think is going to happen. The Cowboys are not winning this game because of Mike McCarthy. Let's just get that out of the way. They're not. I don't really put much stock in Mike McCarthy as a head coach. The Cowboys are not winning this game because of Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys are going to win this game because of their defense and their defensive coordinator capitalizing on the fact that they're going to the Niners are going to overuse Brock Purdy, not use the running game enough. Not make enough progress in the running game, have to pass too much, and then they've got Brock Purdy if it's just him coming from behind trying to pass the Niners back into the game and get the lead and try to win the game. I don't see that. That's the best scenario that the Cowboys could hope for. I think that is what's going to happen. Because like I said, I don't think the Niners and Shanahan have enough discipline to stick with the running game when they should. They couldn't even do that when they had the lead in the Super Bowl a couple years ago against the Chiefs. So he don't have a good track record of doing the right thing, doing the smart thing when in in crucial moments. Think back. The Niners were up in that Super Bowl. They were picking off Pat Mahomes. They were intercepting, and they intercepted him three times. And all they had to do was continue to run the football, play defense. They would have won the Super Bowl. And they stopped doing that, and they started throwing, using Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football, and that messed them up. And they lost. And Shanahan, to me, in crucial games, has not proven yet that he can do the smart thing. So... You know, you can get you can blame it all on Jimmy Garoppolo and get rid of the quarterback. But what you can't do is get a new quarterback, which you have now, still make the same wrong decisions in crucial big games and then blame the quarterback again. No, the Niners lose this game, lose this game. It's because of Shanahan. It's because of him not being a smart coach. He's intelligent, but he's not smart at times. He's not wise at times. And I don't see him, I don't see that he's learned from that yet. I just don't see it. When he has to face a tough team, I don't see that he's learned from that yet. In a big, crucial, important game, which of course every playoff game is. And it's not like you're going to be just up really nice, comfortably, 
like you were against the Seahawks. So if you put Brock Purdy in that type of situation, I don't think Brock Purdy's coming out pretty. Purdy ain't going to be pretty this time. So I'm picking the Cowboys in the upset here. I'm picking the Cowboys in the upset to beat the 49ers because the Cowboys will capitalize on the fact that they'll get they'll get ahead and then they'll capitalize on the fact that Shanahan will be trying to do way too much instead of just running the football where the Cowboys are soft and then it's going to be pass 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 from behind and I don't think that bodes well for the 49ers. Not running the football enough is going to do the 49ers in. And so I have to pick the Cowboys over the 49ers because of Shanahan's poor decision making, in my opinion. Again, not because the Cowboys are so great on offense. That's not what I'm saying by any means. And if the Niners uh, get uh, defensive touchdowns in this game, yeah, you can pretty much, it's pretty much a wrap. But I think that that puts the the, the Shanahan's uh, lack of smarts as opposed to intelligence does them in. And then you've got the Cowboys working with short fields, making bad decisions. And then the Cowboys are scoring much easier than the Niners should be allowing. If the Cowboys have to go 80 yards every drive to score a touchdown, I don't see them doing that against the Niners defense. But if the Niners offense makes too many mistakes and the coaches and Shanahan makes too many mistakes and they give the Cowboys half a field to work with only have to start from the 50 yard line, that's not fair to the Niners D. And as great as the Niners defense looks at times, they can be beaten too if they're put in the worst situations. So I'm picking the upset here. I'm picking the Cowboys over the 49ers. And I've got Eagles hosting Cowboys in the NFC Championship. And what a what a match that will be to discuss because of the big backup versus backup in the regular season. And now here's the rubber match where it's going to be starter versus starter. Uh, but yeah, that will conclude our 2022-2023 NFL playoffs divisional round. I am your host, Devalian. Please continue to support. Please continue to subscribe. Please continue to listen and share this podcast with those who are sports fans. Again, I will be picking up with the NBA season. When we are done with the Super Bowl, I will be picking up with the NBA season and moving forward with the rest of the NBA season um, for the rest of that season up until the NBA Finals. Uh, and then we will keep abreast of NFL news, but we mainly be NBA heavy as we move along uh, in further on in the year. And then around the time that the finals happen, then we'll start picking back up with a lot of off-season going-ons as we get ready for the next NFL season. But we will see you next week when we start talking about the conference championship games, conference championship weekend. Again, I am your host, Devalian. Believe until you stop breathing. I I appreciate all my subscribers, listeners. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Have a great evening.